family and I have been doing multiple millions of dollars a year. And like I said, primarily in a print on demand space, um, one of our brands has done a little over $6 million and that was private label, but print on demand. So everything that we designed, we created in-house, we had it manufactured. And then my family and I repackaged it and shipped it out to all of our customers, not only on Shopify, but also Etsy as well. Hey there, welcome back to the Etsy seller podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey. And today's episode is a fun one. This episode with Mr. Ecom himself, Reggie Jennings is so golden that I was amazed with the amount of information, the amount of tips and realization as an entrepreneur myself. Reggie shares with us his humble journey from having his successful career in IT to almost losing his wife, losing his family, to having a negative balance in his checking account, to now earning seven to eight figures from different e-commerce businesses. And I know that anyone that's listening to this can feel the goosebumps when listening to this episode. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee. Everbee is the Etsy business tool that you guys need to be using to find winning products, get more sales, to grow your business. Not only to understand what people are searching for on Etsy, to understand what people are buying on Etsy. So you can make those products that people are actually looking for. It's a tool you guys need to be using for your Etsy business. Sign up for free. Everbee.io. Let's jump in to today's show. Reggie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm moving and shaking. I'm thankful for another day. How's things with you? Great, man. Thank you for coming on. Seriously. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too, man. Seriously. We, we've talked once before. Uh, we, we have a couple of mutual friends. And I was just excited to have you on the podcast, have you on the show to just talk about all the e-commerce knowledge that you have, the business knowledge that you have, and then share it with our community. So again, very happy that you're here, man. Introduce yourself, if you don't mind. like Definitely, to the. So hello, everyone. So my name is Reginald Jennings. Um, online, I'm known along with my family as the Ecom family, and I'm Mr. Ecom. Um, my family and I have been in the e-commerce space um, since 2016. We got our feet wet in print-on-demand first, then dropshipping, then now it's uh, both of a hybrid print-on-demand and dropshipping. Um, we have multiple seven-figure brands and an eight-figure brand that recently reached the eight-figure mark in the last three years. Um, we saw a huge explosion during COVID, so 2019, 2020, 2021, that kind of set the movement of where we are today. And uh, my family and I not only uh, market, design, build, create, um, but we also do it all from home together as a family, and we teach other families how to do the same thing too. So that's a little bit about us. Amazing, man. Okay, so real quick, you just said a couple of big numbers there. So mm -hmm. seven and then eight figures. Can you break down what does that mean? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> that's not a common, that's not a common thing for our Etsy selling community to like be talking about those kind of numbers. So what is that? Sure. So, um, so my family and I have been doing multiple millions of dollars a year. And like I said, primarily in a print on demand space, um, one of our brands has done a little over $6 million and that was private label, but print on demand. So everything that we designed, we created in-house, we had it manufactured. And then my family and I repackaged it and shipped it out to all of our customers, not only on Shopify, but also Etsy as well. Um, our eight-figure brand, which is our actual brand that my family and I have put together in the last two years, has just crossed the $16 million mark as of today. And um, that's not only consulting and teaching and showing other families how to do it too, but also at a higher level scale to help them move and shake right now, like right now this very second. So that's our eight figure brand um, that we, we recently launched that has crossed that mark. But yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you guys are doing stuff. And I that's why I'm so happy to have you on. Um, because people come here to listen to this show, listen to us talk, <clears throat> and they're sharing their time with us. And they don't have a lot of people that are like taking so much action. They don't really have a lot of people in their family and their life in their friend group that like are doing entrepreneurship type of things, talking about e-commerce. And what kind of mindset do you have to have in order to be like this online entrepreneur? And like share with us that a little bit. So do you guys mind if I give you a little story time? Yeah, please. Um, a lot of people, when they try to get in this space, you know, the goal is I want to just make an extra income or replace my income or supplement my income. And though that goal is reachable and attainable, it's short-lived, okay? So when I first got into this space, the reason I got into this space was because I was losing my family. Um, I was already making six figures a year as an IT professional. I actually was a system administrator and a technical account manager, basically a glorified IT nerd that managed other IT nerds that helped um, long-term care facilities and manufacturer companies with their actual IT needs. And I was, I was really good at it, certified, had my degree in it. And I loved everything that I was doing. Um, that, that opportunity came about during the hiring freeze. We're talking about 2008, 2009. When no one was hiring, where GMC and Ford was literally getting bailed out, no one was hiring. And I was lucky enough to get snagged up by this company that was a startup and forever changed my life. But as the company continued to grow and I grew with the company, I saw less and less of my family where my high school sweetheart of over 20 years, and now we're coming up on our 13th year being married, no longer saw me. And basically we were roommates. And that's what our lives was like. I was providing, I was protecting, I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, but I forgot about the marriage. I forgot about my partner. And so over the years, my wife and I would have these different types of arguments, disagreements, and it literally caused a rift in our relationship until finally one day I came home after being away because my job also required me to travel. And she flat out told me she can no longer do this anymore. And it was at that point that I realized she was serious, that she no longer wanted a roommate. She wanted her husband. She didn't care about the house. She didn't care about being provided for. She's a domestic engineer, right? Which means that she does everything that I don't do, not just a glorified stay-at-home mom. And shouts out to all the moms out there. Yep. It was literally, I worked, she did everything else. And we never, we never, we didn't date anymore. We didn't talk anymore. It was, I went to work, I came home and eat, played with my kids for a little bit, went back and did more work and then went to sleep. And that's what it was for about eight years. And when she finally said it was enough and I realized that was the case, something had to change. And the hard part about this was every single time that I would talk to my actual employer about what was happening in my life, they would give me loaded promises and ultimately pacify me by giving me more money. So it was kind of like I was chained to the money and the opportunity that I, I was providing for my family and not ultimately what I wanted for my family, which was for us to be a family. Um, when I decided to quit my actual career, literally the next day after, after coming home and it was given a, a choice to decide my family or my career, I had went to work and I decided that this was it. So I went into my, my actual supervisor's office and I had basically told him that today was going to be my last day after recently being promoted. And I could not, could not give them two weeks because I knew what would happen 
if if I gave them two weeks, they would reel me back on in. Sure. I literally walked off and the rest was history. And so thinking that I'm smart, I'm educated, I'm brilliant, I can do all these things. I decided that, okay, I'm going to jump into the e-commerce space. I'm educated. I have IT experience. I can do all the things that honestly, the world at the time, we kept seeing all the advertisers for, make money online, do this online. And I'm, I'm gifted enough. But what really happened was this. I'll show you exactly what happened. This was my life. This is what happened to me. I went from being very successful, having everything that I, I felt was important to me, the, the house, the picket fence, the family, the six-figure salary, to now every single day I'm regretting my choice to walk away from it all. Mm. After trying different mentorships, different programs, investing into inventory and doing all types of crazy things, investment going bad, this was my bank account right after Christmas, after another failed attempt to try to get rich online. Reggie, share with everybody that's not seeing this right now. What are we seeing here on the screen? Because oh, this is pretty impactful. It's not, it's not showing it on your end? No, it's, it's showing it to me. But for anybody that's listening oh, on the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely on the podcast. I'm sorry. So what I'm showing right now is the actual moments of when a turning point actually happened. First, it started with the grieving of my doubts and the, the actual, okay, this is actually happening to me. I'm going through a whole re birth, but I'm going through grieving. Like I just killed the person that I was for the last eight years of my life to then trying to force the process to make money online to now having a negative bank account right after Christmas. Okay. During the most busiest time of the year, I, I basically emptied my 401k trying to literally get into different avenues. And that just didn't happen until this moment with my five-year-old, my eldest child that I'll never forget, which she explained to me that she saw my wife and I no longer loving, no longer being happy. And this bothered her at five years old. Mm -hmm. So she went to school and literally drew what she saw during nap time. You see, the pictures that she's holding is a picture of a rainbow and a pot of gold. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about what we do and, and, and how my life forever changed was my little prophet over here. You see, she saw what life could be like before it actually happened and believed in me more than I believed in myself. And so I'm going to explain in her words what she said to me that forever changed my life. You see, the picture that she's holding right now is a picture of a rainbow and pot of gold and all the colors that she saw of the rainbow. In that picture, she said to me, Daddy, listen, I drew this picture and I, on the back of the picture, I said, these are the people I care and I love the most. It says on the back of the picture, I love mommy, I love daddy, and I love my sister. Mm -hmm. And I realized, Daddy, when I was dreaming of this pot of gold, we were happy, we were smiling, we were going on vacations, we were eating crazy food, we were smiling, we were having fun. But Daddy, I realized the only way that we were going to be able to find this pot of gold is if we all together go look for it. Okay. 
And at that particular point, a light switch happened. The light switch was, I've been, I always said I was going to work for my family, but I never included my family. Mm -hmm. I'm literally investing their livelihoods, trying to try the next biggest thing to save my family, but I was not including. I'm bringing them on the journey. And so when that happened, I had a hard decision. I could have easily went back and worked for my employer. I could have easily found another job because I was marketable, or I can see how deep this rabbit hole goes. And I have a little more real quick, Cody, because I know that was a lot. Yep. But what changed the game for us was not only her belief, but during the time, we're talking about now 2016, 2017, there was no Uber Eats, there was no Lyft, there was no apps that you can literally do gig work. I made a decision to become a janitor. I went and I cleaned offices. I went and I moonlighted my IT services to get us out of the hole. And when that happened, after getting us out of the hole and educating myself, working a repeatable system with results, that was another thing too. I had shiny object syndrome. I was trying this, I was trying that, I was trying this, I was trying that, versus working the system that was laid out true and true that this ended up happening about two years later. My family and I did our first $1.2 million online. Amazing. Congrats, man. It's amazing. And though the, the opportunity, the income did change our life, what changed it the most was we can literally do anything together. Mm -hmm. And even more so, our why must be so focused on what we believe in that it will motivate you, push you, and literally guide you to where you are trying to go. I love this. It's so interesting for you to share this. So thank you for sharing that, by the way. And mm -hmm. it really is touching. And honestly, it really hits home for me personally because very it's interesting, right? When you when you actually talk to people that have like achieved some 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 level of success, however you define that in their life, there's usually a point where they have a dark moment, right? Or a dark period of time. And yours is that bank account that you said is minus 7,000 that Christmas. And, you know, you're, you're feeling upset about your life. And I personally look back at my life and I think I've, I have the exact same things. You know, what's interesting about this though, you took a screenshot of your negative balance. Oh, yeah. and, I, and the reason why you did this, and you don't have to tell me this, I already know why you did it is because you <laughs> knew you weren't going to last, you weren't going to be there forever. And you knew that the story was going to be really cool when you come out of it. And uh, by the way, yes or no, is that true? Yes. I love I, that. And I knew it, but I wasn't sure when. Yep. You didn't I, know when and you didn't know how. When or how. There it is. Exactly. Yep. Yep. But you don't have to. You don't have to know when and you don't know how. That's not like if you're spiritual, like God didn't give, God didn't, he doesn't force you. To, he doesn't require you to know those things yet. Or if you believe in the universe, like you're not required to know the how or the when. Uh, you just have to know like the why and like the what. Yes. And, and so I, I, the reason why I'm spending some time on this myself talking about this too, is because I have a similar screenshot and I haven't shared it with anybody too, but I, there was a point in my life and I won't go into the whole story and we'll share that in another day. But there was a point where I think we had minus $16 in our, in our checking account. And it was the first time I've ever seen this, like as an adult with a, with a, with a wife and also a, a child. And I was like, whoa, this is like, and the thing is I, I was such a dark time, but I still took a screenshot of it because I'm, and also my credit score was like right in the 500s now at this point too, because of course you can't get minus 16 without leveraging a bunch of credit cards. 
And this was a venture that I did in the past, a business venture. And I took screenshots of this stuff and I still have them somewhere because I knew that I wasn't going to be there forever. And I knew there was going to be a story to be told, at least to myself. I don't have to tell it publicly even. I could just at least tell it for my, tell to myself that, hey, you're here, but that doesn't mean that this is the destination. Absolutely. And so I just appreciate you sharing that, man. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, um, that moment, I literally stayed in bed for about, probably about three to four months. I made myself sick. And it was the screenshot. I don't even know. I, I knew that this wasn't going to be it. But the first time in my life, I had it all. I gave it all up. I decided to bet on my family and try to work on it. And then the universe, higher power, took it all away. I was, I was lost. Mm-hmm. Being the provider of a family of four, I'm not sure how to pay my mortgage or even buy a gallon of milk. I, I even considered at one point, it'd probably be better if I was dead at this point. That's how low I was because it was like, how do I provide? I first time in my life having um, pink notices coming. We're going to shut off your actual lights. We're going to do this. And and I could not figure out how to get out of the situation and not the situation that we were in, but to get me moving when they were counting on me. Mm -hmm. And that is when, like I said, my, my eldest child, when she broke that down to me, I didn't even realize that she was rooting for me. She was rooting for us all. And she saw something in me that I have not recognized. And I share that with people be- to let them know that, listen, it can happen to you. Absolutely. Every day, I'm just like, I still say, why me? Why, why, did, this, why did this happen to me now? You know, how did we get here? And it was those moments that kept us moving. And even more so on that, just to let you guys know, if, you, if it hasn't happened for you yet, Keep trying, keep moving, keep surrounding yourself with individuals that are actually doing it. Because I'm going to tell you, I lost a lot of family and friends to get to this point. Here's another story. I wanted to, I, I had finally, my wife and I were cleaning offices and such. And at this particular point, we had nothing else to do. So the, when I say we were cleaning, I'm talking about my eldest child and my youngest daughter, who was probably about two. I would literally stroller and all laptop and put DVDs on. And as we're cleaning up offices to get this money and such to put towards our ads and our business and such. And I remember a mentor was like, Hey, I'm having an event in Florida. And I remember reaching out and he had told me that it was going to cost like an absurd amount of money, probably about almost just under $10,000. Okay. And I only had about six or $7,000 to my name, like even leveraging credit and everything else. And so I wasn't sure how I was going to get there. I wasn't sure exactly where I was going to stay. But I told my wife at that very moment, we got to get in the car and go. I packed my family up. We got in the car and we drove from Connecticut to Florida. That's about a 22 to 23 hour drive, especially with uh-huh, three women. Okay. And so when we got to the Florida line, I remember my eldest child again saying, Daddy, we are almost there. And in my mind, excuse me, I'm tearing up a little bit. In my mind, I was like, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Because we still have hours and hours to drive. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, Daddy, we are almost there, Daddy. Just Mm -hmm. keep going, Daddy. 
And when I made it to our destination, I was scared. I went up to the mentor at the time and I had said to him, I said, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even have a place to stay. But when I saw your message, I got in the car and I drove and I only have this amount of money. I'm not, honestly, I'm, I'm leveraging my wife's credit card to feed them and get gas and such. But if you can guide me through the process, I promise you that it will be well worth both of our times. And I took a chance. He could have said no, and that could have been the end of the story. And when he actually said yes, and we were coachable, we followed the system, we kept working it. It's a numbers game. It's a season thing. It's a trend thing. It's being slightly different thing. That is the process, but that wasn't the motivation. That wasn't the fire that kept us moving. It was the why. And I want to just focus on that because it doesn't matter what tools and what things that we now have access. I would, I would literally kill if I had ever be back then because of so much information that I still to this day do manually at a click of a button, I now know what my focus is. At a click of a button, I know exactly what trends to focus on. At a click of a button, I know what keywords and listings and how to set up the descriptions. We now have that. But many of us are taking that for granted versus what those that have had to learn the hard knock life way had to do to get here. And I'm telling you guys, like, if you're not every single day using it to enhance what you're trying to do and move forward, what are you really doing? What are you really saying about this actual journey that you're on? Is it simply a hobby? Is it simply something you're going to do sometimes? Or is it something that you really want to, yes, change your life? I love that, man. I, I think it's so, it's something that resonates so deep with the way the stuff that we talk about on the podcast is you, what you're mentioning is like clarity. A lot of it, like you're mentioning a lot of things here, but like really you got, you guys got really clear on your mission and your goal as a family, as a, as a man, as a husband, and then the tools and stuff like that. There's so many tools for various different things, but really those things that aren't, don't make the thing happen, right? It's, it's actually the clear mission, the clarity in your mind. And just obviously you pursue that with undeniable force. Like it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time at this point. Uh, I love that. Can we switch gears to Etsy a little bit? Because Whatever you want. <laughs> you you have a lot of experience on a lot of different platforms, a lot of different things in e-commerce, various industries. People right now listening to this, somebody is either driving on their car or they are maybe on their lunch break. Maybe they have that job they don't really love. Maybe they want to have this time with their family a little bit more and have this like location, time, financial freedom, right? That we all really actually are probably going after in the e-commerce world. We're all going after location freedom time freedom, financial freedom, right? Um, they don't have that success on Etsy quite yet. And they've been convinced at this point through TikTok, YouTube, blogs, whatever it is, that Etsy is a platform to do this. You can do this on Shopify. You can do this on Amazon. You can do it in a lot of places. Etsy is a valid, valid source. I think you agree with this. I do too. Absolutely, I agree with this as well. But they're struggling with something. Right, they're struggling. Maybe they haven't hit their first thousand dollars in revenue, ten thousand dollars in revenue, the first thousand sales, hundred thousand sales, whatever it is. What would you tell that person? Like, are they on the right path by going after Etsy? And like, is Etsy still a valid source? What are your thoughts? So I have a couple of different thoughts on that. So 
remember how I, I had mentioned earlier that you must have a repeatable system with results to follow. Yep. Etsy, Shopify, Amazon, Walmart, eBay, online, what are they? They are a platform that literally offers goods and services where people purchase goods and services. I realized throughout this process, and that really helped me scale from 2019 on, was data over everything. If I'm getting into the platform and I'm struggling and I'm going through that emotional point in my journey, I know it's the hardest, but I'm gonna tell you something that forever changed the game for me too. Number one, it ain't about you, it's about them. So I need you to turn off the emotions quickly and understand that there is them, mm -hmm, people waiting for your listing that you have yet to do. You mean I can't just, sell what I want to sell and that's all that matters? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, was, it was never about you. Okay. Number two, matter of fact, I'm a, do you mind if I share my screen again? Please, yeah, do it. All right. So for those that are listening, what I'm sharing right now is kind of my, my five-step system that my family and I talk about all the time of how we actually make this happen, no matter if I'm doing Etsy or Shopify, which focuses on data, data, data. Number one, it ain't about you, which means that when I confirm a trend, okay, I must confirm that there are people actually looking for my product and service, which ever be, by the way, does an amazing job giving you that. Number two, instead of worrying about fulfillment and all these crazy things, simply go to Google and type in whatever product it is you're looking for. For example, t-shirt put a space next to it and type in print on demand. That will literally bring you all types of amazing manufacturers that literally are waiting and wanting your next idea so that they can produce it. Number three, we would go ahead and build on a platform such as Etsy and Shopify. I know some of you guys are seeing Shopify because we're a Shopify family. But what I love about Etsy is if I'm trying to make money I considered, I, I created this during my darkest days. I, could, I first called it the bum method because I felt even as a bum, which I was going through, I should be able to do this as long as I have access to internet. a computer and internet. That's mm -hmm. it. Okay. Depending on where you are going to advertise as we do Shopify, but Etsy's the same thing. What I love about Etsy is the organic reach. Okay. okay? is absolutely amazing. And even more so, guys, for those that are listening, I just, I just went to Etsy.com real quick. Before we even move forward, do you guys know how many monthly visitors visit Etsy? Because if you don't, let me just give it to you. You see, utilizing other resources, you'll find that every single month, 450 million people visit Etsy. Real quick. All you need is, is literally 0 0.001. Mm -hmm. So I, and though, though I can literally sell and offer and try everything, there's 450 million people visiting Etsy right now. And because you have not focused on a system with repeatable results, you are overcomplicating it. You are literally trying to sell what you believe 
Dur- not during the times that they want, you're going to miss out on 450 million people that are waiting and are willing to give you uh-huh, that, that validation that, yes, you are on this right path. So I ask that all of you guys focus on data over everything, no emotions, find those trends, start listing them, study the best, and use Everbe. Because it literally within seconds, I'm able to crank out different ideas, different thoughts, and I'm able to move and shake. That's all I got. Golden, man. Golden, golden, golden. How does one get good at using data? Right now, somebody's listening to this is they've maybe signed up for Everbee, maybe they use Everbee, and maybe they've played around with it quite a bit. But it's not, you know how it is when like there's a certain learning curve, you know, it doesn't quite click on how to actually use this data. Uh, it takes a certain, somebody's listening to this right now. I'm thinking I'm speaking on their behalf, but yeah, Reggie, but it works for you because you're like an IT guy and you're like technical. And so like, that's why you can understand this data and pick out trends based on numbers, things like that. But I personally, like I'm older and I, it's my first e-commerce journey and I'm not technical. I don't even know what these numbers mean. How does one get good at this? Yeah. So let's take a, let's take a step back. In fact, what my family and I teach other families how to do every single day is you don't need to be an IT professional. In fact, a lot of our, mem- our members in our community are stay-at-home moms, real estate agents, okay, and, and people that are getting ready for retirement. And so though I love Everbee and the amount of data that it gives, what I, what I simply break down for all of those groups of people is this simple thought. Traffic equals money. If I type in, for example, backpack, and the thought process is, is, or the question you should ask yourself first is, what are people currently doing right now or and will be doing in the next 30, 60, 90 days? If you take it from that standpoint and you go, well, 30 days from now, school will start back up. And then you ask yourself, well, what are some of the things that people buy every single year mm-hmm. for going back to school? You've already determined a market of people that are planning on buying because guess what? Going back to school is a trend. So though we, we want to understand all of the data and we want to understand all the numbers, when you use a tool like Everbee, which honestly is the ultimate cheat, it's just going to tell you what listings are actually performing the best for that category or product. But even more so, what you need to take back from that is there are people buying in this current niche or trend that I'm thinking about. And all I need to do is give them what they want. Right. That's it. So there's, again, going back to data over everything, it, it isn't about you. Sell what's already selling, just do it slightly better. Or even more so, I'll tell you the three ways my family and I have made our millions online. And this is something that I'm writing in my book right now. I'm writing my own book about how we got here. Here's the three ways that will make even more sense. If you create a trend online, it's going to cost you a whole lot of money, time, and heartache, but it can happen. It's the hardest way, in my opinion, to make money. If you ride a trend, Hey guys, back to school is coming up in the next 30 days. 
And I simply need to create products that focus on back to school, teachers, parents, students, then it's easier for me to identify a market of people to talk to and to create products around than if I'm trying to create this amazing, never before seen, you know, Mm. product that requires a lot of influence to get people to notice me. And then the last thing that my family and I, we love doing this all the time. And this is something that people skip all the time in their journey and don't even think about. We like to revive a trend. Let me explain. When you revive a trend, you're simply taking a product from the past and bringing it forward. For example, last year, there was grandmothers. This year, there is a mom that's about to be a grandmother. Well, here's here's the equation. Does that product from last year, uh uh-huh, is it applicable to the grandmother this year? If the answer is yes, go ahead and list it and sell it. As an example, a new grandma, hat, shirt, mug, necklace. That's it. Those are the three ways, like the simplest forms of how do I make money online? Very simple. I do not focus on the product, guys. I focus on the people. People will tell you what they want. They will tell you what they want when they actually bought it. It's your job to identify those key moments and simply just give them what they want. That's it. Using Everbee, you can find the top listing quickly. You can go ahead and get into the nitty gritty of how the listing is optimized, what keywords they're using, what the product is, and then literally just go and do it. Love that. How do you separate yourself, separate your listing as an Etsy seller? I create this listing. Okay, great. Reggie, I got got it. This listing is doing 500 sales a month. It's in demand very clearly. Everybody shows me this. Okay, I got a supplier. Okay, I create, I, I made a design similar, but not, not the exact same. So I don't want to copy, but I, I've kind of made it kind of like along the same trends, same styles, maybe similar colors, modified a few things, maybe optimize my pricing, whatever. Cool. But Reggie, how do I separate myself from the other ones that's already winning? Why would they buy mine when they're already buying theirs? There's a lot of personal touches that you can do. And so top Etsy sellers and even top listings kind of have, in my opinion, maybe three to four things that set them apart. Number one, we do not use the stock mock-ups. We don't use them. Okay. That has always been the difference with all of my listings. When I'm talking about mock-ups, your imagery that you use for your product, it must be different. Unique. So to be clear, not off of the Printful, Printify, because everyone else is using those same things, use your own. How do we use our own, Reggie? Yes, you can use your own. So after, depending on what apps you're using to upload your listings to Etsy, you want to make sure you change those images out. Now, back in my day, okay, I'm dating myself. We would literally create our own mock-ups by going to um, applications like Adobe Stock, okay, different mock-up places like placeit.com. And, and th- those were still up and coming. Still new. Yeah. They were still new. So a lot of times we did a lot of Photoshop or even more so. This is one of the hidden hacks. We simply just bought our own product and shot our own mock-ups from yep. that, that is something that 
believe it or not, still performs to this day. When people ask me, hey, Reg, your $7 million brand that you, you, you've done with, by the way, the product was all print on demand. All the imagery we shot ourselves and even more so, we asked our customers to send us images with the product and we used them as our actual product images and we made a crap ton of money. Just because they have a different view of, of, of it, we got permission and we were off to the races. Right. That's what we did. So the imagery and how you are presenting your product by all means is important. Also, when you're doing, here's a tip, when you're actually showing your product, don't give me all this extra stuff. If there's something extra inside your image and it takes away from the product that you're trying to show me on that, we see this problem no it's Etsy or Shopify. Prime example, you're selling a t-shirt, you got a mock-up of a beautiful girl or a beautiful guy. Guess what my focus is? On a beautiful girl, beautiful guy, not on your design. When I'm doing my listings, I'm literally cutting off the person's head and I'm literally just showing a square of my imagery. And All right. It. Okay. Okay. And it, or just guess what? It'll just be the t-shirt and the actual design itself. That is it. Like, I, like that's the number one thing is your mock-up needs to be more real, not static. Okay. Place it. And AI, artificial intelligence are now making it a lot more easier, which I'm saying you guys are lucky because I would spend literally thousands of hours learning Adobe, Coral, all these other apps to do these things, working with designers. My design team right now, I have 10 designers that work with me right now. And I'm like, hey, guys, artificial intelligence done caught up to y'all, but I'll still utilize them because that creativity and their ability to design is important. So here's a resource if you're struggling with that and you're like, hey, I'm still having a problem getting um, mock-ups, right? You can go over to Fiverr.com or Upwork or Freelance or simply, like I said, buy the actual product yourself and send it off to a local friend, a local influencer. And that honestly sets you apart. Number two, the listings. As we know, keywords are important. That's the driving factor for Etsy, so forth and so on. Absolutely, okay? You can go ahead and have all the SEO great. But in that description, that core of the meat, I find that if you tell a story in the meat, it makes so much difference. For example, I just found a product using Everbee yesterday that I said, guys, it's about to be game over. I'll give you the product right now. It's an actual handbag for men's actual toiletries that's engraved. Mm. This product does about... $30,000 a month and the listing uh-huh, using Everbee has only been on the platform for 89 days. That's wild. So not surprised at all, but that's wild. You're, you're telling me within seconds that I determined that basically, basically this is hot. I can easily determine that weddings are hot and I and looking at the reviews, this is very important too, mm -hmm. The reviews of why people bought the product to help me create the story, it literally says in that listing, this is a groomsmen product. We bought it for all our groomsmen. I also bought it for my dad, but I bought it for all the groomsmen, which means, by the way, family, what? here's something else that you need to focus on. I love selling products that have multiple people to sell to. For example, most men only have one wives. But most of my products, I sell to daughters because many people have multiple daughters and multiple sons. And in that scenario for groomsmen, 
even if I'm using Etsy ads to drive them to my listing, if I get one wedding party to actually buy my product, by the way, Google the average groomsman, I did this yesterday, it's 5.3 groomsmen mm-hmm. on average in a wedding. And, $20 each, $30 each. And that's what they were selling it for. $150 average order value. Golden. This is the part that it does take time in a form of science and art, but I'm really just more so focusing on the people. You know, I love Etsy because if you go to Etsy in incognito mode, you should do that sometimes because once you get cookied, it starts showing you what you've been researching. So I always go to Etsy on incognito mode. You'll start seeing the top categories that people are actually buying in. And then using Everbee and using that products analytics section, it'll literally give me all the listings real quick for me to be able to filter the, the top revenue, the top producers, the, the listings that were recently launched, and then I'm off to the races. Game changing, man. This is so much value. Um, I'm sure we can go on, on all day about this stuff. I and I, I, and I, I know you do. And I know you do do it, which is amazing. That's why the, you provide so much value to your community, man. Where can people find you, get connected with you if they want, get connected to your family, connect, connected to your resources? Where can people find you? Yeah. So you guys on Instagram is my full name, Reginald Jennings Jr. Dot, is Reginald Jennings Jr. So JR. Um, or you can go to ecomfamilyacademy.com and literally sign up for our, our actual masterclass. We don't call it a webinar like those other guys. We call it a masterclass because when you attend one of our live free masterclasses, my family and I break this down even further, 100% for free, and give you the opportunity to even join our family, but even more so, show you guys in great details what you already have access to and motivate you to go do it right now because it's still more than enough for everybody to do this together and as a family. I love that. I love that abundance mindset. There's certainly so many people talking about how saturated t-shirts are and saturated this product is and this product, but it's not really about that. It's like there's always space. You could say the same thing about sodas. And sure enough, there's a new soda coming out every month, right? And it's like bubbly water. It's like, sure enough, there's another bubbly coming out, right? Some sparkling water thing. How I like to think about it is when you go down to bread aisle, is there only one brand? <laughs> If there's only one brand, okay, then send me a picture of that actual store. Because right. guess what? There's hundreds there. There's hundreds of options. Well, my, what we say in our family is the angles. The angles right. is key. For example, I sold a product on Etsy and I actually got it from Etsy. So I found a product on Etsy and then resold it back on Etsy, focusing on Christmas. I say this a lot. And for those that are listening, today is July 19th. Did you guys know that the beginning of next month, everybody starts thinking about Christmas? Like from right now. And I told you the three ways that my family and I generate our revenue, right? So we're just simply going to revive a product from last year and bring it forward. Last year, we did just under a little over a million dollars selling Christmas ornaments on multiple platforms. But we got the idea from simply going over to Etsy and literally looking up Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. Now, while many people will say, well, what's so spectacular about Christmas ornaments? Let's break down the angles real quick. Well, who's buying a Christmas ornament is the question you need to ask yourself first. Then second, just focus on that people. So I'll give you an example. Um, 
first time owners of a home. Somebody's going to be buying a home this Christmas. Somebody's going to be celebrating a year of being in their home this Christmas. And guess what? We have the ability to utilize other print-on-demand manufacturers to create a Christmas ornament highlighting that highest achievement. What about someone recently getting married? What about a new grandmother? What about, guess what, somebody that's about to be a grandmother? What about a way to celebrate uh, actual pregnancy? What about a gender re reveal? But wait a minute. I thought Christmas ornaments by itself was saturated. <laughs> right. Doesn't exist. Saturation doesn't exist. Does not exist. The more the conversation I see, that means the more money that's currently being generated, and I just got to find my angle. I love that, man. Let's wrap up. Uh, appreciate you, Reggie. Thank you so much, man, for your time, for all the value that you gave, the stories that you told. Uh, guys, follow this man on Instagram at the very, very least. Check out your check out your masterclass. I'm excited to go check out the masterclass too, by the way, Reggie. And grateful for your time, man. And let's stay connected. Let's do this again soon. Absolutely. I look forward to um, hearing all the different things that you guys took away from this. But the last thing I want to leave you guys with is it's possible. It's possible. The tools that you guys have access to, the resources that you guys have access to are absolutely freaking lutely amazing. Get out of your own way. Focus on the data. Find a why that's great enough to literally move you, okay, every single day is the key. Also, it's a numbers game. When I first got started, I told myself, I love micro goals. So I told myself, if I can just get up five listings this week, I will be happy. Do that. The reason why we do micro goals is just like if all of a sudden if you're on a weight loss journey and I was 315 pounds at one point and got all the way down to 220 pounds in eight months. Those first few pounds that you lose what does it do? It makes you excited. It, those it's so guess what? Set micro goals. This week, I'm going to go research some of the top trends that Etsy is telling me. I'm going to go ahead and see which listings are actually performing the best. Guess what? Then I'm going to go ahead and see what manufacturers can actually produce it. Then I'm going to go ahead and list them. And then I'm going to revent, re re repeat, rinse and repeat this process every single day until something happens. I promise you, it can happen. It has never been such an easier time to get in the space. And when no matter resources, tools, and applications like ever be, the question I have for you guys is, what's stopping you now? Told him. Reggie, love you, bro. Thank you so much for coming on. Talk to you really soon.